Howdy, you're listening to Think Brazos. We're dedicated to improving housing affordability, economic opportunity, and financial stability for families in Bryan and College Station, Texas. The city of College Station is considering allowing neighborhoods to vote for a restricted occupancy overlay, or RU for short. A RU would limit the number of unrelated people who can share a home, and local residents are divided over whether the RU would be good for College Station. This podcast episode is part of a series where we interview locals about the RU. In this episode, we interview College Station homeowner Leslie Donovan. Thank you so much for, yeah. for joining Think Brazos. We're really excited to get to talk to you. And I know that Whitney, um, she came across something that you had published on Facebook um, regarding this potential decision with the roof. And so we wanted to, to bring you in and talk to you a little bit about, um, uh-huh. first of all, you know, what your background is, what do you do for a job? Um, you know, where, where do you live? Obviously college station. And uh-huh. so let's hear a little bit about you first, um, uh, before we get into these other questions. Okay. Um, I, uh, grew up in Houston, uh, went to A&M back in the <coughs> mid, <coughs> excuse me, mid eighties. Um, I was in the Corps of Cadets um, back when um, when a lot of women doing that. Um, I did receive a commission in the United States Air Force and um, served my country for many years. Um, I ended up uh, separating from the military. Um, I did get married um, to someone in the military, moved around a little bit, and then eventually, um, as a family, moved back here to College Station. Um, during that time, I divorced. And um, I has I had been a stay-at-home mom for a while, and so um, it was 2008 during the recession when um, even you know highly degreed engineers and uh, other people couldn't find a job. And right. so after um, about 50 plus failed job interviews um, within about an hour driving distance in every direction, um, I, I eventually landed on going back to school. Um, mm-hmm. So I uh, had a eight and a 10 year old, um, and went to nursing school at Blinn. Um, the situation with the house though, um, during the divorce, I got the house, but the house was upside down. We had refinanced it and, um, the value appraised and what we owed, um, bottom line for me to sell the house, I would have had to come to the table with tens of thousands of dollars, which I didn't have. I didn't actually have a job. And I had no savings from the divorce and actually had um, acquired a huge debt load from the divorce. And so I was kind of stuck in the house or declaring bankruptcy. Um, Got a little creative on how to make money. I I was working part time, going to school. Nursing school is pretty brutal. Um, Not a lot of time to work an extra job. And I had two kids. And so... um, Bottom line is it ended up where I got the idea to rent it out during um, football season, which Mm -hmm. was a huge help um, and uh, was very successful doing that. Um, Did that for years. I also happened to be mentoring female cadets at Texas A&M during the time. um, As far back as 2005, I did that. But after a few years, uh, some of them would say, you know, hey, hey, Miss Donovan, could I? rent your extra room. I had, um, I have four bedrooms and two children. So it was myself, a a boy and a girl in separate rooms and then an extra room. Mm -hmm. And they would rent that room during summer semester between the core where, you know, you can't live in the core dorms. And that sort of launched itself into, um, 
doing that again after I stopped renting my house out completely during football season, mm-hmm. um, where I also went to a local church that I attend and got on their college board and found f- Christian girls from the church to mm-hmm. rent that room when I d- couldn't put cadets in it. So it, oh, wow. um, it stayed as full as I wanted it to stay. Right. That was another way. And by this time I'm graduated nursing school, but, um, I also got cancer during nursing school. So I had, um, bills to pay and even a great nursing job, beginning nursing. We don't, we don't make a killing. We make a nice living, but it wasn't enough actually to keep the house at the level the mortgage was and that property value of my house, um, increased a hundred thousand dollars over the course of, um, me living in it from when my then husband and I bought it to Mm. the midst of my nursing school and cancer and stuff. So my property taxes, of course, went up, my mortgage went up. And um, so I have medical bills, $50,000 of medical bills, um, acquiring Mm. it uh, here and there. um, And um, not enough nursing income. So I worked two years in a row, I worked four jobs. Um, wow. I'm a caterer mm-hmm. and I worked for Texas A&M 12th man on Aggie football names. I, I would be a hostess. I worked in title company. Mm-hmm. I worked as a nurse. Um, I never wasn't working. If I wasn't doing one of my three jobs, I was making cakes, cupcakes, wedding cakes, things like that for, and then putting people in my extra room. Um, so that's what I did to survive. And it was all legit and it was working mm-hmm. for me. Um, and, um, then fast forward to now, uh, so I have renters in all my rooms. My daughter married and moved out in my spare bedroom. And, um, so I have three renters basically helping me make it. And I was able to not work four jobs with that rent. Um, if I lost that, I'd have to go back to working more jobs. Um, I ended up paying off my medical bills, but then acquired more, um, mm. Cancer survivors always will have medical bills. Just right. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, um, so now I'm paying off pretty steep uh, medical bills, deductibles, uh, seven thousand dollar deductibles. I usually meet that by January, just with what's going on with me. And I'll leave it at that. Um, okay. So, and then if there's an eighty twenty, you know, you got <laughs> right. There's just always going to be medical bills in my life. Um, so to pay increasing property taxes and therefore mortgage and always medical bills and um, stuff like that. I, I just need that extra income. So um, I would lose the house if I weren't able to rent the rooms. um, I would probably ended up, end up selling. Now I could sell now. I'm not upside down anymore, but I did refinance Mm -hmm. to pay off some um, other debt that, I, if you know anybody that's been through a divorce, it's very expensive. And right. I wanted to get, um, I financed my life during divorce with no income. I put it all on credit cards. The right. kids need shoes. It went on a Coles card because I didn't, I was in nursing school with no income. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a little bit of financial aid, but that's not enough to pay the mortgage, raise a family yeah. and do all that. So um, books are so expensive that took up most of the financial yeah. aid, nursing books. a book. Um, but 
so I just did what I did to survive. It just, God kind of just gave me ideas as I went and opened the doors to another job here and there. And I just would take it. Um, it's kind of the story of go get a bunch of jars and I'll fill them with oil. I was looking for jars everywhere and God would fill them. Um, let me ask so this. I'm, story I'm sorry. Of my life. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask this as of, as of now, uh, you are working as a nurse. Is that I'm a nurse full time. I still cater. Have... I delivered a catering event this morning. Um, yeah. I do that at night when I'm not nursing. And, um, you know, of course I've received raises each nursing job. Mm-hmm. I've switched a few times and I've gotten generous raises. Good. So I'm not in the same place I was years ago, but I have, um, I, again, I'm, I'm looking at medical bills that are, um, to most people would be daunting. And I'm like, eh, payments, you either take my payment or you don't. I mean, it's just <laughs> kind of one of those things. So, so without, um, it, it really does sound like, and I think you said this already that <laughs> without being able to rent out these rooms, you wouldn't be able to afford your mortgage. Is that right? No, sir. That is correct. The root, as far as the way I understand it, it is, it, it's not a fiat. It's, it's, essentially allowing your neighborhood to get together and vote to limit the number of unrelateds in a house. That's, that's how, how I've seen it. Do you feel like your neighbors, your neighborhood would go for that? Do you feel like um, they would vote to, to limit the number of people in your subdivision? Um, Well, the people that I know personally I, I don't think they would, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know everyone deeply on my right. block or my neighborhood. Um, so I really, I can't even guess. Yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes the way the Rue and other things like the Rue have been sold to the public, um, being able to tell your neighbor what to do with their private property. I think it's sold in a way sometimes publicly that it's um, way sound makes it sound way worse than it actually is. Like we've had college students rent at the end of my block that in the past 10 years ago were a problem, mm-hmm. but there's already laws on the books and ordinances that deal with the problems they were creating. And I dealt with it, accordingly. Um, and we didn't need more restrictions to handle the problems. Um, you communicate with them. If that doesn't work, you communicate with the owner of the house that doesn't work. You, you know, you go through what, what rules are they breaking? Um, just things like that. So there's Mm -hmm. ways to handle that already. And I think the way sometimes the rue comes across as, if we don't get this passed, there's just going to be chaos rain. There's nothing we can do about it unless we pass this. So I think, unfortunately, people that don't get informed, even with voting, they don't really know and they just hear what's on a commercial or what's someone who's screaming the loudest. And they're like, oh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll vote for that. Um, not realizing the implications of what happens. I'm... Um, I'm very conservative and I think that if it's your private property and it's legal and it's within city code and city law, you should be able to do it. And so I look at the Rue as an attempt to form a giant citywide HOA and impose rules 
that we didn't agree to when we moved in. And I live in a neighborhood that does not have an HOA and that's very on purpose. Mm-hmm. I will never, ever, God willing, live in a home that has an HOA. I don't agree with them. Um, and um, if they tried to pass a law with the two person rule, it would never pass. So they're circumventing the HOA rule where you have to get everyone to agree. And like if a neighborhood tries to form an HOA, a a large percentage of people have to sign an agreement and there has to be all these things. Well, they're circumventing that process and they're circumventing, get it, getting it passed as like a, a law. Right. So I feel like they're trying to impose restrictions on private property in a unhealthy way um mm. biting my tongue here <laughs> yeah no that's that's um, quite all right so um and and, I, and i'll be honest i'm very angry about it and um i also live i chose to live here after my divorce because i love college station and i actually love college students um if you look at the big picture college station is made by a m period we there's nobody that can argue that with me So I feel like the Rue is biting the hand that feeds us as well, because I was a college student. I rented a house when I was here, split it with a bunch of people. Um, It's just one of those things where I I don't even know the percentage. Someone smarter than me has the percentage of how many college students actually rent a single family home versus an apartment. Um, The apartments are expensive. Um, You know, you can't have a pet. There's just so many I could go into. Um, Mm -hmm. I love college students. Do I have to, you know, put up with extra traffic? Yes. Do I have to put up with a wait at a restaurant? Yeah. Just go eat at five instead of seven or eight. You just, you learn to live with it. You love them. But honestly, the way to deal with the problems is not to, not to rule them out of existence. I just, anyway. So here's the thing. If you push them out of rental houses, all right, they got to live somewhere, right? Right. So now we got to build more apartment complexes somewhere that it's legal to put more than what, what, what's, what's the end game here? The end game is, well, that's fine somewhere else, but just not in my backyard. Um, You know, that's the name of a pack that um, sells their, um, sells the rue. Yeah. Sits on council and has a pack and sells the rue as a, a beautiful thing. Um, so just go build those apartment complexes somewhere else and shove all those college students in there. Just just don't rent in my backyard. Thanks for listening to this episode of Think Brasses. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio and Amazon Alexa. Check out the other episodes on The Rue and let us know what you think by leaving a comment or sending us an email at thinkbrazzes at gmail.com. Think Brazzes is a project of Brian College Station Habitat for Humanity. And just remember, think local, think Brazzes. Think Brazzes.